The following program is in no way representative of the high-quality programming usually heard on the Maverick Radio Network. The views expressed and fishing techniques demonstrated are not endorsed by this station. The following is not a news broadcast. Welcome to the five count. We're back. We're reunited. I guess we're back. It feels so good. Sort of. Does it really? That's pretty good. I mean, I missed you so much. Hey, it's the five count and ton is back. I'm, I'm halfway back. He's, I'm very not in the same room. We are no longer in the fireside studios. I am in a, in a back porch laundry room area. Ah. And it's really drafty. Well, I just want to say, Ton, I want to commend you because most radio shows, most radio hosts, if they had quadruple pneumonia, they'd say, hey, I'm not coming in tonight. Or they'd say, hey, let's just uh, do a rerun. I'll be back in a couple weeks. Whatever. But not Ton. He's calling from his deathbed, which is next to his washing machine on a back porch <laughs> well it's my only option because you don't allow us to play reruns and uh i can't do it really anywhere else because my wife will say that she can hear my voice and then she'll tell me to get out of here with this business and it happens to be winter so uh you know, I'm making do in the in the back porch with the laundry. It's fine. I got some uh, um, cloth diapers that I just uh, moved from the washer into the dryer, and it's, it's all good. Are you wearing these diapers because of your um, predicament? <laughs> no. <laughs> Contrary to popular uh, belief by you, <laughs> pneumonia doesn't involve any sort of... Uh, <laughs> gastrointestinal issues. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mostly a lot of coughing like that. Um, I'm going to have extreme abs of steel by the time I'm through with this. I can tell you that's the most annoying part. I basically cough uh, morning through night, all night long, and my abs are like shredded. They're ripped to shreds. They kill all day long. They hurt because yeah. of all the coughing. 
like I've been doing 200 sit-ups every 20 minutes. No, the diapers are for my son. He's four months old. Well, I'm excited, Ton, and I'll tell you why. Because uh, we've been on the air a long time, as you know. And over the years, we've had plenty of dead air. And uh, some think maybe we have died on air figuratively, but no one has actually ever physically died while we're doing the show before, and tonight could be the night. Yeah, man. I mean, I guess it could. It's good for ratings. I'm on antibiotics now. Oh. I'm hoping that's going to help the situation, but I mean, maybe. I have to say, there was a moment in time when I was like, six days in of constant coughing and cannot sleep um, that I was like, you know what, maybe if I just actually fall asleep and don't wake up, that could be better by now. This could be fine. Well, I know for a fact, Ton, uh, this is dedication, as I mentioned, and I also want to say that you sound like like a cross between Zeus and maybe one of the OJs. (laughs) Maybe you should consider having uh, quadruple pneumonia more often for for your radio voice. Yeah, should I do just? It, I definitely notice it sounds deeper now for some reason. But normally it's been very weak because I haven't been able to uh, breathe as well. So I noticed um, when I would be like reading my daughter books at night to go to sleep. Uh, I would be just talking very gently so that I wouldn't cough all over the place while I'm doing it. But suddenly now I've got the power. Well, I know a lot of people were concerned. We've got numerous cards and letters sent to the five count headquarters here. A lot of people worried about your well-being and and now you're back. So I think everyone uh, can rest easy. Yep. I'm back. Hopefully, uh, nobody's too disappointed. And um, here it is. I know Floyd Shouts will be disappointed. He's been trying to just ditch me for centuries. Is that your heart beating? Uh, no, I don't know what that. I don't know what that is. That doesn't sound good, Ton. Maybe you shouldn't have. Maybe you came out too soon. You should have stayed in bed. Yeah, you know I probably should have, but whatever. You know what? We've got a big show tonight, and I know you're going to be excited that you uh, got your robe on and stumbled out of your deathbed to be part of the show tonight because we've got an exclusive interview. Really. I'll explain it to you, Tom, because I know you've been out of commission. But uh, I conducted an interview with WWE Hall of Famer, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. I don't know if you knew this. Wow. That's that's, that's amazing. Well, that sounds awesome. He was part of a show that actually took place last week through a Midwest All-Star Wrestling. You know those guys. Mm-hmm. So I uh, put the show, the interview, up onto the website and on YouTube and spread it around early so everyone could hear it and get pumped up and buy tickets and go to the show and meet him and all that stuff. But then I thought, we can't just like leave it to die out on YouTube. we got to get this thing on the air so we can play some uh, music by Jimmy Hart, right? Correct. 
So we're going to play the interview tonight. And when he talks about uh, coming to a show at the uh, St. Croix Casino in Wisconsin, uh, disregard that because that already happened and you missed it. So sorry about that. But oh, man. 13 years from now, when you're listening back to that, it won't matter because you'll have forgotten that the timing didn't work out. That's a serious bummer. Well, that's what happens, Ton, when you're uh, when you're out to lunch. I have to make these sorts of executive decisions, and I get nervous, and I make the wrong call sometimes, and then you got to come back in and try to right the ship, clean up after me. Well, hopefully next week things will be more integrated and we can at least be in the same room. I have to say it's been a long time since we did it this way, and it's very strange. It's very strange. It's like harder to read each other for some reason. It feels that way. Maybe it's just me with my head living in a cloud for the past week. I don't know. Well, can we turn on some cameras so you can look at my beautiful face, or would that help you? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you have that option. Or would that throw you, you have off? That option? I don't know. It's on you. I don't know if there is that option. You're the IT guy. I don't think we have that option. I'm a, I'm through Apple products, so I could do FaceTime, but you are through a Skype entity, so I don't think it would work the same way. Well, that's another Sucker thing. man. The length that we go to to make great radio... It, it is, it's astonishing and obnoxious also. It really is. <laughs> yes, very obnoxious. Well, Todd, we've got a lot of uh, great music, including uh, some cuts from Terry Funk. You're going to want to stay tuned for that. Uh, we got some mailbag questions. People want to know what makes you tick. You know, the usual Yeah, man. I'm excited for this. Well, let's play some songs, and uh, we'll come back, and then we'll see if Ton is still breathing. I got long sideburns, and my hair slicked back. I'm coming to your town, and my pink Cadillac. I'm just a honky-tonk man. I'm just a honky-tonk man. I'm just a honky-tonk man. I'm cool. I'm cocky. I'm bad. I pick a mean guitar. I wear a blue suede. You ought to hear me sing the snakeskin blues. I'm just a honky-tonk man. I'm just a honky-tonk man. I'm just a honky-tonk man. I'm cool. I'm cocky. I'm bad. Let the honky-tonk man show you how to rock and roll. Elvis who? He couldn't care to do it with that hat on going. Beside me, the colonel's in the back. I'm coming to your town in my pink Cadillac. I'm just a honky tonk man. Just a honky tonk man. I'm 
Hi, this is Governor Jesse Ventura, formerly known as The Body, and you're listening to The Five Count. I got the body. The body rules. I got the body.
call me Percy Pringle, but you're listening to The Five Count, the best in professional wrestling today. Oh, oh, sure. I think he's cute. He's so sexy. He's got the look. The drive goes wild. Got the moves that really move me. He sends chills. Up and down my spine Just my sexy boy
Are you still there? Yeah, I can hear that bed music. Are you still I can alive? Hear the bed music a little better. Your, your deathbed Se- music? Semi alive. Totally dead, but still talking. It's fine. Welcome back to the five count. Ton will keep on dancing. He's got quintuple pneumonia, but he said, "You know what? Damn it! I'm gonna do the five count, and there's no stopping me." I'm gonna do it. I must do it. During that uh, musical break. Lots of gross noises coming down the, the line here, but uh, I'm going to try to fix that in post. You're really lucky, actually. Even if you would have talked to me just yesterday, holy cow. Just a constant coughing. It's ridiculous. Well, Ton, you are a sexy boy. Sexy boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your boy toy. Listen to him. This is the last episode of the of the five count, but we're going to go out on a high note. <laughs> I can't make anybody laugh. That's part of the issue we have with this program. No, you're hilarious. Oh, thank everyone you. loves you. Thank you so much. That's your that's your whole shtick. Being hilarious. Speaking of uh, shticks, Tun's shtick is to uh, always do a good job always. And he defied doctor's orders and said, hey, I'm doing the five count this week. I sat out last week and I just didn't feel right about it. That's right. And we've got the mouth they of the South. They actually said that. The doctor said that? Yeah, they actually said it. 
there was like a whole segment of like, in case you do a radio program, I highly suggest you do not do it at all, ever again. And I said, you know what? You can have right off. <laughs> Actually, a lot of the doctors, they said, normally we would advise you to not do a radio show, but in your case, for selfish reasons, we'd love for you to get back at it because we just love the five counts so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. We'd love it if you were to continue, please. Hey, oh, man. Ton, did you know that uh, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, is on the program tonight? I think that's awesome. He's uh, He seems like a super awesome guy. I love this idea. Well, we've got some super awesome guys that left us some five-count voicemails on the five-count hotline. Did you know we had our own hotline, like on the telephone and stuff? Oh, yeah. The five-count hotline, 507-519-2030. You can call that number. You can text that number. You can do whatever you want with that number. Give it to your buddies, and they can call us and text us and leave voicemails and messages, and Dusty will play them or read them on air, and we'll most likely make fun of you or uh, who knows what. Do it. Check it out, 507-519-2030. We've got a message from our new best friend, Tony Fregio Kokomo. I think I'm wow. pronouncing that right. That's, sounds very exotic. All right, let's hear it. Oh, I'm just laughing at your your uh, voice recording there, guys. Hey, hey, guys, this is Tony from Burnsville, Minnesota. I found out about your show through Brian Reedy, and I also drive electric. I'm a new listener and a Patreon member. Uh, just wanted to say keep up the good humor. We need it in a world that is way too serious, in my opinion. Also, your music is awesome. I used to listen to alternative music radio back in the 80s and 90s, which I suppose kind of dates me a little. Luckily, we have your show and Spotify that figures out that I like to listen to damn near anything. Also, uh, let's see, I think Brian Reedy and myself agree that this summer you should record an on-the-road show with some of your biggest fans. Actually, that might not be true. Check with Brian. Did you ever do something like this in the past? Uh, kind of a road show? Anyway, take care. Ton, five-count road show. Why didn't we think of that? Well, Dust, uh, I have no idea, and I have unfortunate news. I couldn't hear any bit of what just played there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I sat in silence while that played. Oh. But a five count road show sounds totally awesome. That was Tony Fragi Kokomo and he's friends with Brian Reby and they both drive electric and this summer they want us to drive uh maybe electric or otherwise to a place on a road where we could do the show from said road. Your thoughts? Oh that sounds that sounds kind of fun actually. I like that idea. We'd have to figure that out. We've got to do some planning. I love this idea. So we could do like a, a tour of sorts where we would go to different cities and record the show from various living rooms? Various living rooms? Yeah, or would we have to do them <laughs> but, uh, on the road? 
I, I don't know. I mean, it'd be more exciting if we were at like a place. Can we record a program like in a restaurant? Um, I guess we could we until like, they told us to leave. Yeah. I mean, well, first we've got to know if the restaurant's got a place we can plug all our crap into. But, um, yeah, we'll have to talk more about this. That could be kind of interesting. Hey, if any of the gentle listeners out there own a restaurant and want us to sit in your restaurant and record the show while you give us free food, please get in touch with us. It'd be kind of hilarious. I kind of wish we could go to, like, an old-school cafe and, like, sit right at the bar and do the show, like, record the show, and then you can hear, like, the the dishes clinking and whatever in the background and, like, the, the server guy and, you know, yelling back and forth in the kitchen. That'd be awesome. I don't know if that exists anymore, but... You just want to get in people's way? No, we would just sit there at the cafe, like, you know how they got the, the bar stool, the stool thing, and the counter right at the front, like old style, sit right there, where it's just you and I doing the show casually and eating the cafe style, you know what I mean? What are you going to have? Like, what, what was the thing they always had, uh, beef commercial or whatever? You could eat like six or seven beef commercials, hot beef commercial. And uh, we do the show, and we just ca- capture those ambient sounds. Sounds like genius to me. Do you think we could rent a bus or a van or a Lex Express and go around to various cities and stop at uh, wherever, and just maybe all summer we could live together in an RV, making great radio, and having uh, the cab fill up with beef commercial farts? You know, that sounds pretty amazing, other than the last part you just mentioned. <laughs> but, oh, man. But, I, I mean, I would prefer a Lex Express-type style situation. But, yeah, dude, let's do it. On the road. All right. There you go, Tony. We're going to come to, he's from Burnsville. Do they have restaurants in Burnsville? I'm guessing they have many restaurants in Burnsville, yeah. They used to have a fun go Do you even like beef commercials? Um, no, but you said I have to eat like seven of them, so I guess I better learn to learn to love them. Do you know what a beef commercial is? Uh, isn't that where you dump some gravy on a piece of bread? Well, it's like beef. It's like roast beef in a sandwich. And then usually you have You, like, cut that in half, and then you put it, like, uh, you split it, you know, the two halves apart, and then put some mashed potatoes in there, and then, yeah, you got gravy all over your mashed potatoes and your sandwich, and then sometimes in the old days there, they put some peas to the side of there. I know you love peas, but you could say no peas if you didn't want the peas. I got a question. You have beef gravy. Okay. Go ahead. I'm just wondering why couldn't I just have the beef with mashed potatoes and not have the wet, soggy bread underneath? Is that integral to the to the meal? Or I mean, I think 
I mean, if you tried to say I want your beef commercial, but <coughs> oh boy, but no peas, they might, they might, they might be. They'll be like, okay, you know, you don't want the peas, all right, whatever. But if you start saying I don't want the peas and I don't want the bread, then they're going to start looking at you like you're a Nazi, and you don't want that. You don't need that, does? That's true. A lot of people are uh, quick to compare everything that's uh, mildly unenjoyable to to being a Nazi, it it seems. And I don't want to be on that list. I mean, just eat the bread. You're growing, boy. Just eat the bread. What's the problem? I mean, you normally eat bread, don't you? Not like wet, soggy bread. It's because it's trenched in the in the in the gravy. That's why you don't like it. Ton, I'm just like a texture thing. I just don't want to eat wet bread. What's the what's the problem? Yeah. Well, maybe we got to find a find a cafe that serves like like beef on a cloud instead of turkey on a cloud, or unless you want turkey on a cloud. On a cloud. Remember that. Yeah. Is that that place where all your uh, naked photos got stolen from? No. No, no, no. Don't you remember the turkey on a cloud? It's like you got a big big blob of mashed potatoes there, and they put a big old dimple in it with a, with a soup spoon, and then they load that baby up with turkey and turkey gravy. Turkey on a cloud. Maybe they could do beef on a cloud. So then you skip the bread situation. I mean, I would prefer beef over turkey. I don't know what you're... Not all of us grew up in in Judson, Alabama. I don't even know what you're talking about. You never had turkey on a cloud in school? That's weird. I had ham sandwiches I brought from home. I smashed up Doritos in it to make it um, more exotic. Maybe that is just a thing around here that they that they made up in the schools I went to. Wow, I remember That's weird having <laughs> Italian dunkers where they melted cheese on hot dog buns and tried to pass it off as an Italian delicacy. Yeah, we had that too, Italian dunkers. No, it's funny because I'm looking up turkey on a cloud now, and it's not in here, but I remember it very vividly. Um, I think it even happened in high school. It would be in there, turkey on a cloud. And it was just like a giant thing of mashed potatoes and then loaded with turkey and crap loads of gravy all on top of it. And they called it turkey on a cloud. Do you think discussions like this is what's going to keep us out of the uh, cafes that you were hoping we could record in this summer? Um, no. In fact, if any of those cafes are listening, they might want to reproduce said recipes. You know, turkey in a cloud, beef commercials, Italian dunkers. There was a place in Swan Lake that I don't know if they still do, but there's a. It was Swanee's, I think. They made a pizza that was like the whole pizza was like Italian Dunkers. The whole thing was just a cheese pizza with a little seasoning and you know buttery, 
and then you just got huge cups of marinara sauce and you dunked it in yourself. Oh, man, it was good stuff. I thought you were going to say they had chunks of swan on them. No. No, nobody's eating swan. What do you, what do you get? I don't this know. This is in Cortland. Cortland, Minnesota. Yeah, it sounds made up. Son, we've got an interview with the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Awesome. Who was your uh, favorite? I love this idea. Who was your favorite wrestler that Jimmy Hart managed? Was it Dino Bravo? I'm guessing it was Dino Bravo. Maybe. I mean, maybe. I, uh, that's to, a really tough one. Didn't mean to put you on the spot. I mean, maybe it was Dino Bravo. Probably was. He had a lot of really sweet jackets, though. I mean, all the jackets. Did you ever know anyone that had that many sweet jackets? Uh, just you and Did him. you still have the jackets? The only people I know. Did you ask him if he still has the jackets? Uh, we do talk about jackets, yes. Maybe we should just okay, get to the interview. Let's just get... Yeah, let's get to it and let's let's figure this out. Well, let me say first uh, that this interview, obviously, uh, we already uh, conducted it, and uh, he discusses being at an event that has already happened. But we figured the interview was too good to just let it die out on YouTube, so we're going to still air it on the show. But just disregard the event that he's talking about from Midwest All-Star Wrestling because that already happened. Okay. Sounds good. Here is the mouth of the South on the five count. We are joined today by the one and only mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, WWE Hall of Famer wrestling legend. He'll be at Midwest All-Star Wrestling's Heart of a Warrior 2 show coming up uh, Saturday at St. Croix Casino in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. Hey, Jimmy, how you doing today? Hey, Dustin, how are you, baby? Mr. Hart, it's an honor speaking with you. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much. Can you hear us okay? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. We were going to do it from the casino, but it was so loud over there with the games going on and everything, so we just came back over to the hotel so we could do it from here. Awesome. Well, I know you are going to be with the Midwest All-Star Wrestling and the Heart of a Warrior 2 show that's coming up on Saturday. And as you mentioned, at the St. Croix Casino in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin, uh, it's got to be great uh, for you to be back on the road here after everything that's been going on. And how has it been in Minnesota so far? Well, you know, it's been great. I, I, matter of fact, last week I had a, a change of planes here in Minnesota. And, boy, was it cold. I was in Baltimore last weekend. And then from there I went to Phoenix. So on the way to Phoenix, they sent me to Baltimore through uh, Minnesota, right? So when I just got off the plane just for a second, walked through the little tunnel, I went, "Woo! what a wake-up call that was. It was freezing. <laughs> and then I Philly, I mean, went to Phoenix, and when I got there, it was cold there. So then when I came back home to Tampa after those four-day shows, uh, it was cold back in Tampa. So I'm kind of getting used to the cold weather now. Well, uh, again, the Midwest All-Star Wrestling Show is uh, on Saturday, and I know there's a meet-and-greet at 5, and um, there's a lot of great local wrestlers in action, but also a lot of uh, legends as well. I know the Bushwhacker Luke and uh, some of the guys you managed over the years, uh, Greg Valentine, the Mounties even going to be there. You're right. It's going to be and, uh, great to have a Valentine. It's just going to be a super, super night. We've got the eight big matches that take place at 7 o'clock. And at 5 o'clock, we want the people to come out early because you get a chance to meet uh, Greg Valentine, WWE Hall of Famer, 
Luca the Bushwhackers, Hall of Famer, and me and him out to the South, Hall of Famer. And hopefully maybe this next year or the year after we can get to Jacques Rougeau in, one half of the Rougeau brothers and the Mountie. So he's kind of had a double way to get into the Hall of Fame. So it's going to be a great night. You know, we got the matches, we got the autograph sessions, and um, the casino is a fun place to be. It's great over there. Well, Jimmy, you were a part of generations of people's lives and, and childhoods. How is it for you, you know, at some of these uh, independent shows uh, to meet some of the fans? Well, you know, it's great. First of all, even going to the independent shows, flying on the airplane, you still have people that recognize you and talk to you about their favorite moment. And uh, I love that. And then um, just like today over the casino today, we were there. We took a few pictures. So the people who just came in that were getting tickets for the show uh, for tomorrow night. And everybody's been so wonderful and so gracious, and I'm glad that we've left a few good memories uh, about wrestling in their minds. Excellent. And again, uh, if you can't make it to the show, it's also on Fight TV. It seems, you know, with the way the internet and streaming and YouTube and all that is now, it's uh, it's almost like the territory days are back. I mean, it could never be like that it was back in the day, but uh, it's probably as close as we'll get here. Well, you know, I didn't realize how strong the uh, social media really was, but about I guess six weeks ago, I was in Dallas, Texas, promoting WrestleMania on sale tickets. And while I was out there, I had to do a basketball game with the Mavericks. And uh, it was me and, Be- uh, me and uh, Bailey. And Bailey leaned over and she said, Jimmy, let's take a selfie. And I said, okay. We took a selfie. Time she put it out there. And all of a sudden, Sasha Banks tweeted about it. And Nabby Neidhart tweeted. Before you know it, we had seven or eight million people that saw Jimmy Hart and Bailey's picture at the basketball game. So, uh <laughs> phenomenal how big it really is and like tonight friday night if you're sitting home in the cold weather you get a chance to see smackdown that's what i'll be watching tonight well jimmy i wanted to ask you a bit about your music career if that's all right oh i love it yeah well you've done so much in wrestling as an on-screen performer and a manager and uh, obviously uh, you've done uh, so much behind the scenes as well and you know all the music you created over the years uh, you know that might be just as big an impact uh, for a lot of people and People know you've had success in music with the Gentries, but uh, the impact you had on fans through the wrestling themes, I mean, that's got to be much more influential, I would think, in a bigger way, you know, a bigger audience uh, than most people could pull off, you know, just being in a band. Well, you know what? It's so cool. It seems like all the wrestlers want to be in music and all the music guys want to be in wrestling. It's crazy like that. But, you know, I was blessed. I had a chance to, uh, Jerry Lawler and myself went to the same school together, Treadwell High School in Memphis, Tennessee. He wanted to wrestling, and I wanted to music, and when you know it, five or six years later, he gave me a phone call when I was back off tour, and he said, would you help me with a wrestling album? And I said, I'd love to. In the meantime, we hit it off so good together. He said, well, look, how would you like to manage me and work with our company? And I said, I'd love it, because I'd always loved wrestling growing up anyhow. And uh, the next thing you know, I'm managing Jerry the King Lawler and Handsome Jimmy Valiant, Andy Kaufman and Joe LaDuke, and the list just goes on and on in Memphis. And then about five or six years I was there, and then I had the magic phone call from Vince McMahon himself, and I said, Pete, don't fail me now, baby. And I went straight to New York City, and I was on the first WrestleMania, and um, that still means a lot to me because a lot of people say, what's the most important WrestleMania you've been on? And it had to be number one because if number one had not been successful, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you now on the phone. Definitely. You mentioned uh, Jerry Lawler. I know you did some great uh, music with him, and... You did the Hulk Rules album with Hulk Hogan. What's the status on all that music? Do you have the rights to it, or are you able to maybe release, you know, kind of like a Jimmy Hart box set or something down the road? I wish I could, but you know what? We gave all of our rights. We worked for the WWF, 
still do, WWE. And uh, we signed out of our publishing over to them. And me and my partner, we kept our writers and stuff. But, you know, if you own publishing, you get to do what you want to. If you want to do commercials with it, you really have the right to do it. And so, uh, you know, we still hear, you know, Sexy Boy, but Shawn Michaels that we wrote, me and my partner, has over 2 million hits on uh, Spotify. Well, Jimmy, one of my favorite albums, uh, the one that Terry Funk did in Japan, how much uh, influence and, and impact did you have on that one? Well, was that, was that called The Great Texan or something? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, I couldn't remember. Yeah, I went to Terry's house up in Adam Little, Texas years ago when we did it. I was in Memphis then, and we sat down, and I had a bunch of tracks of some songs like We Hate School, and, and we changed a lot of the words around on them, and before you know it, Terry's in there singing, and we flew to L.A., or a Japanese company came in, and he put his voice on everything, and I sang backup on it. But that was really a lot of fun doing that song with Terry because, you know, Terry said, I can't sing, Jimmy. Oh, I can't sing a lift. But he did a great job of doing it. But, uh, you know, I've been so blessed having the songs on the wrestling albums and, and, um, and having a gold record back from the early Gentry days and touring with the Beach Boys and, and a lot of people don't know it, but one of our first gigs was at the Whiskey A Go-Go in Hollywood, California, and our warm-up group was the Buffalo Springfield, which was Neil Young, Richie Fury, wow. and Stephen um, Stills, and so I still have great memories of that. And you had your own album out, too, Outrageous Conduct, which I love. Can you tell the listeners a bit about that, how that came about? Boy, you've been digging deep. You've done your homework. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, we had it released in Canada only. And uh, it sold uh, over 50,000 copies, which I got like a certified uh, kind of gold album over there, which you can sell 50,000 copies in Canada. It's considered like a gold album. So well, I've got one of those on the wall and all. But uh, we had so much fun doing that. A, a gentleman got a hold of me and said, Jimmy, I'd like to do some old songs that you did at Memphis. And we did a few of those things and had them out. And that was really the first version of We Hate School was on that. And... Um, it just, it, like I said, my whole life, it's been in either wrestling or music. I never really had a plan for it when I got out of high school. And um, everything's just kind of fallen into place. It's been, it's been unbelievable. And I know that one was re-released by the WWF. Um, is that something we could see uh, maybe come out again in some form? I, it's been tough to track down here as of late. Well, you never know. You know what? What's old is new again. And it's hard to kill the past, you know, somebody, everybody loves to live on the past. And that's what's so good about the show tomorrow night is because at five o'clock, you get to see some of the past that you grew up on, which is great to have a Valentine, me, the Mountain South, Jimmy Hart, Luba, the Bushwhackers, Jacques Rougeau as the Mountie, or as one of the fabulous Rougeau brothers. And then you're going to be so surprised when you watch the, the matches at the seven o'clock. It is unbelievable. Some of these younger kids, they are phenomenal. Well, and Jimmy, you've obviously been there, you know, everywhere and in every facet. So I imagine it's great for uh, some of these independent wrestlers to be able to kind of pick your brain and, uh, you know, get some advice from you. Well, you know what? I don't really push myself on them, but if they come over and want to talk about the match that you just had, because I love watching the matches when I can. And I try to critique them a little bit, but, you know, my main thing, I should have bought a ringside ticket to all the shows I've been on through the years. Because, look, I've been at ringside for Hulk Hogan, well, manager, really. Curtis the Barber BK, Greg Valentine, King No Money, Adrian Adonis, The Heart Foundation, The Nasty Boys, Earthquake and Typhoon, Terry and Dory Funk, The Million Dollar Man, not only doing a lot of the theme songs for him. So, like I said, I look in the mirror every day and pinch myself and go, did I want to get paid for doing this? <laughs> yeah, and the thing I love back in the day, you know, when you were at, 
events like WrestleMania or, or SummerSlam, you would be making, you know, sometimes two, three, four wardrobe changes. And you always had personalized outfits for the guys you managed. I can't imagine how you were able to even uh, travel with all that stuff, let alone be able to create all those uh, different outfits. Well, you know, the one that stands in my mind the most is WrestleMania three, 93,000 plus people at the Silverdome in Detroit. We, um, you know, I went out, I had a match with the Heart Foundation, with Danny Davis with us, and also uh, on the other side was the British Bulldogs and Tito Santana. So I had a different jacket on with that, ran back, changed jackets, went out with a honky-tonk man against Jake Roberts and Alice Cooper, came back after that match, changed jackets again, and went out with Adrian Adonis, who I was managing, against uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. So after that, I was able to sit back and watch the main event, which was Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. And what a thrill that was, just being part of that, just being part of WrestleMania 1, going into a dressing room. Think about my office. I go in each night. My office is a different city, different building. And I go in, and I look to my left. There's Andre the Giant playing cards. Over on my right, there's a honky-tonk man tuning guitar. Over on the, in the middle, there's the British Bulldog, Speedy Matilda. There's Jake Roberts for Damien. There's Nikolai Volkov rehearsing the Russian National Anthem and the and going over their match with the Nasty Boys, and when they got the ring, they forgot about everything they talked about. But it's just, it was just such a great time for me and a time for, to be so blessed to be with the WWE back then. Definitely. And, uh, you know, today it's a great time to be a wrestling fan as well with so many uh, companies uh, thriving and, of course, uh, Midwest All-Star Wrestling, one of them, and the Heart of a Warrior 2 show uh, coming up here. Uh, again, Saturday, St. Croix Casino in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. Uh, Jimmy, is there anything else coming up for you? Uh, any other appearances or maybe some projects you're working on? Well, you know what? Uh, each year I always go out and do a little stuff for WrestleMania each year, which is great because it's also great to see all the superstars and to be in front of the fans, of course. And then uh, I've got a few projects coming up uh, about some of the new DVDs they're putting out, and I'll be doing some of the, uh, the commentating on that. And, of course, if you're in Tampa, every Monday night, you can see Jimmy Hart and Hulk Hogan do karaoke at Hogan's Hangout. That's on Monday night, so check us all out. But uh, we're still living the dream. It's just been awesome. And like I said, I'm so glad to be here with MAW. And like I said, it's the, uh, the heart of a champion, too, which is going to be great. And once again, I just got to tell everybody, you got to get there early because it's 5 o'clock, Greg Valentine, Jimmy Hart, the Bushwhacker, John, we're going to be doing autographs for all the fans, but at 7 o'clock, strap on your seatbelts because you're going to see eight big matches. It is going to be so unbelievable. When it's over, the people will be calling you saying, you know what, this was one of the greatest shows we've ever been part of. So we just, uh, and I did, we just came back to the casino having lunch over there. What a great place to eat. The casino is unbelievable here. Awesome. Again, Jimmy, I am a huge fan of yours and I have been since I was a little kid and it's been an absolute honor speaking with you today. Thank you so much. Now, we love you for having us on. This really helps tremendously and thank you, thank you, thank you. We really appreciate it. All right, anytime. Thank you so much. All right, baby, thank you. And again, that was the one and only Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, WWE Hall of Famer, wrestling legend, and he'll be part of Midwest All-Star Wrestling's Heart of a Warrior 2 show on Saturday at St. Croix Casino in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. Rockin' Wrestling Records proudly presents Jimmy Hart, the Mouth of the South's Greatest Hits. 
The Surgeon General says, listen to this album at your own risk. But don't let your mother hear it because she'll throw a fit. (laughs) When she walked into the room, all the guys said, and the floor began to shake. Jumping jacks and the floor started to crack. You know, Richard Simmons couldn't get this broad in shape. They called her. everybody, this is WWE Hall of Famer Jerry the King Lawler. And you know what? I'm a little jealous of you right now because you're listening to The Five Count.
Gang, this is Mean Gene Okerlund from the WWE, and you're listening to the Five Count. Great show. Girl! 
Hi, this is Bob Zmuda, and you are listening to The Five Count. Andy, did you hear about this one? Tell me, are you locked in the pond? I wrote a little song. This is dedicated to the king and queen of country music. It's called Tammy Why Not Give Old George Another Chance. I was looking through some albums and I ran across your song. The one you used to sing when old George and you were one. I love the way you sing, stand by your man. But my favorite song's the way you sing, your good girl's gonna go bad. Tammy, why not give old George another chance? It may sound crazy, but I'm y'all's biggest fan. I know there's been some good times, and I guess there's been some bad. But 
give old George another chance I love the way George thinks She thinks that I still care And maybe way down deep inside There's still some feelings there D-I-V-O-R-C-E They say it's the latest thing But I wonder, George Do you and Tammy have each other's golden rings? Tammy, why not give old George another chance? It may sound crazy, but I'm y'all's biggest fan I know there's been some good times, and I guess there's been some bad But tell me why not give old George another chance Play it, baby You know it's empty without him there So Tammy, stand by old George And show him that you care Tammy, why not give old George another chance? It may sound crazy, but I'm y'all's biggest fan I know there's been some good times And I guess there's been some bad But Tammy, why not give old George another chance? Give old George another chance. Hey, we're back. Welcome back. Oh, it's man. the five count. Awesome. Hey, it's uh, Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. That was something. Tons here from his so, deathbed. Live from Tons deathbed. <laughs> See? <laughs> so, I hope you get sick through your radio. Yeah, hope so. So, did did you make a deal with him? Like, did he get, is he sending you any of the jackets? Or what happened after the call? Uh, well... I don't know if you, I know you've been away from me for a while now, Ton, but actually, I am about the size of three Mouth of the South Jimmy Hearts. So oh, wow. I'm not sure that I could wear any of the clothes. That'd be a problem. You know, that's a serious, it's a serious bummer, really, if you think about it. I mean, just the option to wear some of the clothes would really, really just elevate even this program. I am thinking of getting a megaphone. You're thinking of what? I'm going to get a megaphone. Yes, get a megaphone. And then can we just figure out a suit? You know what? Let's find you a suit jacket from like the thrift store and we'll get we'll get some hearts put on it, right? Okay. I mean, would that be good enough? And just kind of tailor it for you? I uh, I like where this is going. Get some red hearts, and then we'll get the get the megaphone and get some, you know, hip kid from around the block to spray paint it up, and should be good, right? And then you'll tailor it. Yeah. Could you Red Rooster it, Terry tailor it? <laughs> maybe maybe well then I'm in 
So what? Is this real? Did he manage our truth at some point? Uh, maybe for like a one-off. Was that just? Or are you thinking of earthquake? Was that a teaser? I definitely don't have our truth and earthquake mixed up. But thank you so much. Oh wow. <laughs> well, oh man. We just heard what a guy. We heard his entire outrageous conduct album. Just played the whole thing right there. Man. And also wanted to reiterate that the show that he was talking about from Midwest All-Star Wrestling it already happened. So sorry about that. You blew it. You blew it. <laughs> it happens. Tons about to blow it. About to blow it. Are you okay there? Is, it, is your favorite the Million Dollar Man then that he managed? Uh, he did. He managed the Mountie, so that's tough to say. Ooh, that's true. You loved the Mountie. And he did also manage Terry Funk briefly, so. As you know, Terry Funk is my spirit animal. Yeah, dude. Terry Funk should be every man's spirit animal, honestly. Hey, Todd. Man, what a guy. Are you Yes. Are you well enough to finish the show here? I mean, I think so. Are you well enough to, like, uh, go back and reminisce a bit? Oh, yeah. Because this is the part of the program where we go back... Ten years in five-count history. And, Ton, you were not here one week ago in five-count history, and you missed the uh, the segment where we found out we didn't have a show last week ten years ago thanks to nerds doing Valentine's Day trivia. Oh, wow. You remember those days. I remember that. Yes, I remember that. So we were back. After having a week off 10 years ago, and we gushed over our new time slot on Mankato's Fuzz Talk Radio. Do you remember that? Oh, I do remember that. I absolutely do. Wow. We were on Fuzz Talk Radio for maybe two weeks or something like that until they canceled us. Tons been canceled a lot. This was just one in a long series of cancellations also that's crazy Ton you discussed your uh, new friendship at the time anyway with Emilio Estevez you guys were yeah, real tight super tight I re- <laughs> that's really funny because I remember all this stuff pretty pretty well I usually don't remember it that well but that's really funny so this is um, this is the time where we started feeding Fuzz Talk our show separately, right? And um, this is not the infamous time of when we were interviewed by them, correct? Or was that did that still happen around the same time? Uh, I think that was before. This is February eighteenth, okay. two thousand twelve. I think what had happened was we had Coolio on the show. And that impressed the Fuzz Talk guys so much that they asked if they could air our program on their station. And we said, 
yeah, we can probably work something out. And then we spent, or I spent, hours coming up with uh, promos and openings and all this stuff. And I sent it to him, and then nothing happened. And you were real mad. Yeah. I I remember you were... uh, I don't think they anticipated that you would be... Professional, uh, intently listening for yeah for when our show was airing and and following up and stuff. So yeah, that was a weird, unfortunate bummer there. Well, Tom, what's not a bummer is also ten years ago we gave away tickets to see uh, Wayne Static from Static X. He played at Buster's. You remember that? Oh, I do remember that. I do. That's weird. He played yes. at Buster's, and then he was on the five count, and then, like two months after that, he died. Yeah. I remember that. That is so strange. That was such a weird time. Wow. I mean, not like this isn't a weird time right now, but... <laughs> um. <laughs> <coughs> That was strange. Cool. That was 10 years ago in five-count history. Yeah, man. (laughs) And this will be the the last time that Ton is on the show, because as you can hear, he's approaching death. We better come back to the present here. Just in case this is your last show. Please. If you're just joining us, this is the five count, and Ton has sextuple uh, pneumonia in all six of his lungs. I love how it keeps going up and up every time. Well, the problem is Ton was told to get plenty of bed rest and drink lots of fruit juice, and instead he said, I'm going to have some whiskey and do some public radio. Oh, man. I never drink whiskey when I'm doing this show. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. Just a whole lot of it right before and a whole lot of it right after. Yeah, tons, just tons of it. Um, Yeah, it's it's really funny. You know, I wanted to ask when they told me to get a lot of rest. I'm like, how am I supposed to rest when I cough, like, all night long? Even when I take, I take that cough suppressant stuff, it doesn't do anything. I swear to God, it sometimes makes it worse. That's ridiculous. Did you put some uh, Vicks Vapor Rub on the bottoms of your feet? Uh, Just my entire body, actually. Like a giant tub of it? my whole body. You're in a giant tub up to your neck? Yeah, that's how I try to sleep, yeah. In a tub of Vicks. And, uh... Doesn't you know, burn? now that I think about it, maybe I should have drank a bunch of whiskey and then got in the tub of Vicks. Do you feel like uh, and then a hot public radio is sort of like uh, your version of grandma's chicken soup? Is it helping you at all? Does it make you feel better? Forget your, oh, maybe. your trouble? Catch your breath a little? Maybe, maybe. I mean, I'm feeling a little better. I mean, I'm coughing less. It's really something. And I've been craving chicken noodle soup. And you know what the bummer 
with being allergic to wheat is. I can't just go buy a can of chicken noodle soup and eat it. It's a weird thing. I'm still of the old school deal where it's like, if I'm sick and don't feel good, I just want to hang out and eat chicken noodle soup and like, you know, just do nothing. And then, or, or like the same deal where if you vomit, you got to drink like 7-Up and eat saltines. Well, I can't just buy saltines in the north. And I can't just buy chicken noodle. And I don't have any grandmas to make it for me anymore. So I'm like, what the heck, man? What's the deal? Not to mention all the resentment you have towards me for dragging you out of bed to do this show when you said very emphatically that... Uh, you would like to just take the month off. And I said, no dice. No dice. Yeah, I was just so super upset with you. It's ridiculous. But, you know, now I'm here. You've got me back. You've convinced me. Well, Ton, if you're not upset already, here's a question from Billy Floyd shouts. That ought to do it. Oh, yeah. This was sent to the five-count mailbag. That's a bag where we keep our mail. He says, Cody Rhodes has left all elite wrestling and is likely to return to WWE. Your thoughts, Ton. Specifically you. He wants your thoughts. Wow. <laughs> Ton is just sick about it. You know what? Did you die? Are you still there? <laughs> I, I'm still here. Oh, you okay. know what? Um, I feel like in this instance, I don't know. I mean, I'd really like to know what he thinks about that, but uh, it seems weird. And seems like a little sad almost. Like, um, I just found the tweet. I just found the tweet of him uh, saying adios. That seems really weird. Like, why would he leave AEW, first of all? And then especially, why would he leave and go back to WWE? Because WWE wasn't doing anything with him. And I don't care what anyone says, I think Stardust was awesome. Like, he was pouring it, it, he was pouring something into Stardust. I would say equally as much as his brother, you know, does with Gold Dust. He was trying to go outside of his, his normal and be, what you know, wacky, whatever, crazy and throw people off their game. And I loved it. And I thought he had great matches. Um, but it's like he can't <laughs> he's he's not gonna go anywhere coming back as that. <laughs> well that's why he asked you because he knows that your favorite wrestler was Stardust and you and Cody Rhodes also have similar neck tattoos. Yeah, yeah, that's the big one. That is the big one. So it seems real weird that he would go back to WWE. Um, and the honest 
to goodness truth is I'm just not much of a of a wrestling fan anymore, so I'm not as um, invested in all this stuff. But I do think it's really strange for him to leave AEW, and I would I feel like that's kind of a bummer for all the AEW fans. Do you think that's right? I agree with you I mean, wholeheartedly. I feel like uh, we need to play some more music by Jimmy Hart so then you can get back to bed. I love that idea. And then we'll come back and Ton will cough all over the place, so stay tuned.
Watching the birds flying over my head Seems like everybody's going somewhere I remember so well last summer When I held you oh so tight And you danced your way Into my heart that night Lying by the midnight ocean I could see the answer in your
Hey there, this is Lex Luger, the Total Package. You are listening to the Five Count. Don't miss it. Honka, honka, honky love. Yeah, man. Jimmy Hart was, uh, he, he managed Honky Talk, right? He did. Nice. And Greg the Hammer Valentine when he dyed his hair. That's awesome. So the show's over, and I feel bad about that, but, uh, if you're lonely and you wish Ton could stick around, you could always go to the5count.com and, and listen to 157,000 hours of shows where Ton coughs all over the place there, too. <laughs> I, I don't always. But... You okay? Can you make it to the end of the show? Try to take a drink now. Well, Ton, uh, if you manage to stay alive, will you be with us next week, do you think? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay. You don't sound real positive, but I'm going to take you take your word for that, because I don't think the, this show will last much longer if you're not on it. <laughs> no, I should be back in action. Like I said, it's... Uh, I feel I know this probably sounds like crap but it's actually like way better than what I have been for the past 10 days I think it sounds um, great so it's going to be good it's 
going to be all good. I'd like to say if you'd like things to be all good, you could consider buying some all good ceramics from Lori Don Ceramics. That's where Ton buys That's all his ceramics. Idea. He puts chicken soup every in them. Every possible. <laughs> yes, every possible ceramic in the house is from there only. Ton, I got some other news for you. You could join us on Patreon and get early access and bonus content, which uh, we need to get some in the can here very shortly. In case you're wondering what the heck's going on, how come I don't have early access to the Five Count Co-op episodes? The answer to that is, Ton almost died and we didn't have time to make any. Oh, man. Sorry about that. Just wanted everyone to know for sure that it was all your fault and I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, that's no problem. But thank you, Ton, for dragging your uh, your dead bones and reanimating your feet for the program tonight. It is really my pleasure. And thank you to the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, for being on the program. Thanks to all of our fun, handsome, sexy folks that join us on Patreon. And uh, thanks to me for being really good at everything. Well, I want to. I also want to say thanks to Kyle for for stepping in, in in my absence last week. I didn't listen to the show yet, but uh, <laughs> according to the internet, it was really good, and some fans wish that, you know, that it was him from now on. So I'll have to check it out. Nonsense. Hey, speaking of uh, people we wish we were, here's the True Punks. Thank you very much. See you next time. <laughs>